In today's episode, we will be covering the do's and don'ts during the home loan process when you're buying a home. Want to learn more? Stay tuned. With over 50 years of real estate experience, the team at Powell Fine Homes have dedicated our careers to taking care of our clients, ensuring that they get the best possible results and service when they engage us to represent them. From first-time home buyers to multi-million dollar home sellers, from regular sales to short sales and foreclosures, we've seen it all and educated our clients along the way. As broker owners, we have serious visibility into the Los Angeles and Ventura County real estate markets and are about to share some of what we're seeing with you right now. Get ready for the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. Okay, welcome to another episode of the Powell Fine Homes Real Estate Show. My name is Richard Powell. I'm a licensed California real estate broker, part of the Powell Fine Homes Group at Keller Williams Realty World Class in Westlake Village, California. And today I'm joined by my wife and fellow broker, Kirsten Powell. Kirsten, please tell them what we're going to talk about today. Today, Richard and I are going to be talking about the do's and don'ts during the loan process. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, if you are a, a first-time home buyer or maybe even a home buyer that has uh, bought a home two or three or maybe even ten times before, that when you are financing your home, that you pay attention to these major do's and don'ts uh, during the loan process. Uh, number one, you want to make sure that you stay current on all existing credit accounts. And that really means that you are making the payments on time. And number two, continue using your existing credit as normal, but without any large purchases. So in this particular instance, we're talking about, for example, a Best Buy account. We're coming up on President's Day. You're closing on your new home here in a couple of weeks. And guess what? They're having a major blowout on washers and dryers and you need them. Uh, so you think, let's go ahead and get them uh, purchased and they'll be delivered right when we close escrow. Eh. You want to make sure that you pay attention to not running up your credit because what can happen is you can actually have your debt to income uh, ratio uh, increased and it could actually disqualify you for the loan. In addition to that, you here's a couple of don'ts. You don't want to open any new credit accounts anywhere. Not any, and when we say don't open it, that means don't even apply because any hard hits on your credit, which are hard inquiries, which would be a credit card, whether it be gas station, department store, uh, chain store, you know, whatever, Visa, MasterCard, any of those, don't open any accounts at all and don't close any either because they both affect your credit score. You know, anytime you open a new one, it's not just that you have that 12 or 15 point hit to your credit uh, that opening the account causes, when the underwriter is looking at your debt-to-income ratio, if say you got a new card with a $5,000 credit limit, they're going to count that whole $5,000 credit limit against you unless they can verify in writing that you have a zero balance. It delays everything a couple of weeks. It's just a nightmare you don't want to deal with. Once you own the home, go ahead and open up any credit you want, but until you've actually had the loan funded, you have the keys to the house in your hand, don't open any new accounts, don't close any accounts. Also, don't make any large purchases on your current credit accounts or ask for increases in your credit accounts, you know, any of those, because they all, again, go back to affecting your debt to income ratio. So the key on this with your credit, make your payments on time, but don't ask for credit increases. Don't open or close any accounts. Don't make any large purchases. Kirsten, what else can we do? 
Well, when you first start out the process of getting approved for a loan, you're going to be required to uh, give a lot of upfront materials such as your original pay stubs, bank statements, tax returns, and other financial documentation. And guess what? Throughout the process, whenever things are updated, you want to make sure your lender actually has the updated bank statements and pay stubs and so forth. Because when you first start out, it may be January, but you're not getting into escrow until May, for example, and you're closing in June. So now we're going through a whole six month period. And on a monthly basis, you want to make sure that they have all the updated documentation to ensure that you still qualify for the purchase. There's another due right after that too. Yeah, actually, if you're planning on receiving any type of gift funds, um, you know, here in California, it's extremely expensive for real estate. We all know that. And many times, uh, younger families or younger people or or anyone in particular uh, might get help from a family member or, you know, someone who wants to help them down with the down payment or with the closing cost. So we want to make sure that if you indeed are going to be using gift funds for a down payment or closing cost that your lender knows that from day one or is maybe even in the beginning of the process of the loan, uh, just so they know to count that in. Okay. Let's talk about a couple other things to not do. Don't co-sign for anyone else for a home or car loan or any other type of debt. I'll say that again. Don't co-sign on anything because that has the same negative effect as opening up a credit account yourself. Also, don't dispute any accounts. You know, it used to be that if you disputed an account or disputed a, say you had a late payment, you say, oh, you know what, that didn't happen. I'm disputing that. I'm formally going to dispute it with the credit agency. It would suspend that account and actually take it off for 30 days. They've changed the way the FICO modules work now or the credit score modules work, and that doesn't work anymore. So don't dispute anything, you know, during the process at all, just because it's going to alter your credit score, it's going to raise red flags and the underwriter is going to throw the brakes on until they can figure it out. Another thing you don't want to do is pay off any collections or charge-offs on your credit report unless your lender tells you you have to do it. And the reason we say that is, imagine a timeline, you know, it goes all the way across a room. On the far left-hand side is today, and on the far right-hand side is seven years ago, because most credit, you know, short of a bankruptcy, comes off your credit report after seven years. So the closer that something goes from the left side of the room to the right side of the room, when something's five, six, seven years old and it hasn't fallen off yet, if you say it's a charge-off, you had a medical issue and there's a $500 medical charge-off out there, and you know it has a negative effect on your credit. But when it's all the way five, six, seven years down there, the actual impact on your credit score gets minimized more and more every year that it gets further down the line. If you go and pay off that six and a half year old charge off, you've now brought it current to today. And even though you did the right thing and paid it off, it's going to drop your credit score 40 or 50 points because now you have a charge off, even though it was addressed, it's still showing as a charge off today. So don't pay off any old charge offs or, or, or any bad credit unless your lender specifically says, yes, you have to take care of this in order to go forward on the home loan. So Kirsten, what else can we do? Um, Make sure that if you have any financial expenditures that are coming up during the loan process that you do indeed uh, let your lender know. And it's, you know, if it's going to be lowering your assets, you definitely want to make sure that that your lender is uh, in 
in the know about that. In addition, if you have any upcoming employment changes, raises, promotions, or even a change in pay structure, you want to make sure that the lender is aware of that as well. Uh, typically, uh, we always recommend that if you are thinking about changing jobs, wait till after you purchase the home. Uh, because if you're going in the same industry, if you're moving jobs within the same industry, it, it it's okay. However, Whenever you're starting to go outside of your industry that you've been in for five or 10 years, now that's going to have a negative effect for you. So you want to make sure that you stay uh, current and make sure you let your lender know. Yeah. Specifically, to give a little more context to Kirsten's point, don't make a industry change and don't make a job classification change where you're actually going into a completely different type of job. If you change your, if you're just getting promoted vertically, uh, you know, in this, and you're doing the same job or you're doing a managerial or a higher level of the same job, that's fine. That, that's good. You're going to get more money. Everything's great. That actually works in your benefit. However, if you change jobs into a different industry, different position, different career, you need two years in that position before they will consider that income for your purchase. I'll say that again. If you change industries or change your job in a significant manner, meaning you're taking on, like, you know, say you're an auto mechanic and now you're going to be a aircraft power plant and airframe mechanic, completely different things. Although you'll make a heck of a lot more money as an A&P, you're not going to be qualified for the loan because they're going to wait for you to be in that sector for two years before they qualify you or they before they use your money as income to qualify for the loan. All right, Kirsten, what That's else some very do? good points there. Now, also, you want to make sure that if your lender is asking you to provide any kind of documentation or sign documents or even answer questions, that you are making it timely and that you're available to them. Yeah, I can't, I can't stress that one enough. When, when they're coming to you, and they're, yeah, even though it's frustrating, we all, even they will admit that it's frustrating with the amount of information that the underwriters require. But you want to buy the house, you want them to give you a, a lot of money to buy that house. When they ask questions, you got to get an answer. Sometimes we get these clients and, and you know, they just don't want to respond to everything. And I feel like I'm Samuel L. Jackson. I want to call them up and, you know, just go, hey. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Say, like, <laughs> you know, come on, you want to get this house or not? So when they get you a question... They send, they'll send it to you via email or the processor will call you and say, hey, I need this updated or I need this. Or, you know what, the underwriter just saw this inquiry on your credit report from three months ago uh, and we don't recognize what it is. Can you tell us what it is? We need something in writing. So then you got to say, oh, you know what, I was thinking of switching from Verizon to AT&T and I went to the AT&T store and, uh, you know, I applied for an account. I got it, but then I decided I didn't want to change after, after all. So I didn't use it, even though there's an inquiry. That kind of stuff makes people crazy. But you need to have the answer and you need to get it back to them in a very timely manner or else the underwriter will, again, throw on the brakes and stop everything until they get it. And you know what? That brings us back to the next point. That is making sure you notify your lender if you're going to be on vacation at any time during the process. Because <laughs> if they can't get a hold of you, guess what? It's going to delay things. Yeah, you know, we had that. You know, it was, uh, what, three years ago we had a buyer... Very, very interesting couple. We, we, we like them a lot. They, they, uh, they've done well in life. They travel immensely. I mean, just all over the place. And we were doing this loan. 
they were in Peru. They were actually touring all over South America. They were in Peru. They were in the Amazon at one point. They were in uh, Argentina at one point. And we literally were talking. Their lender was up in San Francisco. It was, a, it was a Citibank, I think. And I felt sorry for my client because he actually spent one of his entire days on vacation down in South America, basically on hold with the underwriter or whoever his, he was talking to with Citibank trying to get funds, you know, transfer from one account to another and get everything done. And since they were out of the country, they, all the security flags came up because they didn't want the money stolen, which is good. But man, did it take a lot to get that deal closed. And I felt sorry for the client. They knew it. And he told everybody ahead of time, hey, we're going to be out of the country. It's usually not that hard, you know. So if you are going to be on vacation, if you're going to be out of the country or on a cruise ship, whatever, as long as you let us and the lender know ahead of time, we have a ton of technology that can take care of all that. We can do things, whether it be a power of attorney, you know, it's a limited power of attorney specifically for the real estate transaction that you can either have a spouse or a family member sign for you. Kirsten has a good story about that, but I'll let her tell that. Um, but, you know, it could be DocuSign where we send electronic documents. I mean, the vast majority of the documents that need to be signed in the transaction, whether it be on the real estate side or the lending side, can be done, can be done and are done electronically. There are very few documents. Your loan documents have to be signed in person, notarized. And that's about it. Everything else can be done electronically. Unless you're the seller, then the grant need needs grant deed needs to be signed in person and notarized. But other than that, just about everything can be electronic. Kirsten, what else? do we have any more? Well, dues? actually coming back talking about that story oh, of yeah. uh, having to sign. Guess what? Yeah. Sorry about we that. Were, we were buying a home. Richard had to be out of town. I had to sign as his power of attorney, in fact, for every time I had to sign his name, I had to write his power of attorney, in fact, after every single signature. And I think the stack was like 50 pages with, you know, several of them had duplicate signatures on, on the same page. So guess what? It took a very, very long time. I had writer's cramp and I said, never again am I going to be closing on a house without having my husband here to sign his own documents. So if you want to go through that as a spouse, go right ahead. Be prepared for writer's cramp. But from my side of the table, it was great. I went to a trade show, got a lot of work done, came home, had a house. I, yeah, I yeah you, were lucky. Cool. you were lucky. You were lucky. Must love you or something. I hope. <laughs> sure do. So those are some of the things uh, that we wanted to cover. You know, just make sure that you're flexible, make yourself available for, you know, a home inspection and all your closing appointments and so forth. And I have a couple more don'ts. You do. I Let's do. hear them. Let's hear them. Okay. So we've talked about don't close any credit accounts, but don't also, also, don't also, how's that for grammar? Also, don't close any current bank accounts. Don't open any new bank accounts and don't move a bunch of money around. You know, well, actually there's a fourth one. It's not on this list, but I'm going to add it anyway. So don't open any bank accounts. Don't close any bank accounts. Don't move a bunch of money around. And more importantly, don't make any big cash deposits. Okay. Nothing twigs an underwriter more than seeing an unexplained deposit because they're like, okay, well, you make this much money. Your employer's paying you every two weeks. You make X amounts, the same amount going in or, or relatively same amount. And all of a sudden here's this big $10,000 cash deposit. Where did it come from? And if it doesn't have a paper trail or a gift letter or, you know, a very, very specific paper trail, they won't allow it to be used towards your assets or towards the down payment or the closing costs of the home loan. So don't change any of your bank accounts. Don't open any new bank accounts. 
Don't move money around and don't make any, we call them ghost deposits, but don't make any unexplained cash deposits because they will lose their mind just flat out. Well, I sure hope that you've enjoyed listening to us about the do's and don'ts uh, of the loan process. If you have any questions, of course, you can always feel free to reach out to us. Or if you need us to uh, put you in contact with a great lender, of course, uh, we would certainly take care of that for you as well. Um, Richard, what do you have to say here for the ending? You know, not much. I, th- I think we covered it well. I'm, we've kept it relatively short. It's only 17 minutes at this point. So, uh, you know, we're trying the newer format with the shorter podcasts. We don't feel the need to keep hour-long podcasts going on. I know when we're in the gym or when we're, dri- we're driving, it's hard for us to get an hour of uninterrupted time anyway. So we're trying to keep them bite-sized. We hope you enjoyed this. Again, please let us know. Send us a text. Send us an email. All that info is coming up in the outro here. But we want to know what you want to hear us talk about. We're talking real estate tonight, but we do have a couple more podcasts where we're coming up. We're going to be talking about different trips you can take in California. Uh, if you want to see snow during the snow season, we got some cool drives that were within a couple hours of the LA area, as well as some cool uh, all long day trips. Or if you're going to take a three day trip, you want to go see some stuff up in the Sierra, up in Yosemite, stuff like that. We'll be covering that shortly too. So thank you for listening. We always appreciate it. Let us know what you want to hear, and we'll be talking to you soon. <laughs> Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard or you want more info, please give us a call at 805-404-1167. Again, that's 805-404-1167 or send an email to sold at powellfinehomes.com. If you're ready to move on with your life in Los Angeles or Ventura counties, call us even quicker. The team at Powell Fine Homes are your real estate experts and who you hire matters. You can find us on the web, on Facebook, and on Instagram every day, and you'll love the results that our proven systems and model deliver for you. Call, email, or DM us today, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening.